Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The Volume. The Draymond Green Show is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get payouts in as fast as two hours. There's so many bet types. My favorite same-game parlay bets. There's live betting, player props, futures. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. To get started now, sign up. Please use the promo code Colin. C-O-L-I-N. FanDuel Sportsbook makes it easy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Draymond Green Show. Like we said earlier this week, um, there will be no guests during the playoffs, but we are going to try and do two shows a week so I can keep you updated on my thoughts about the playoffs, on um, including our series as well. We are actually recording this right after game three, which you could probably see. I still can't stop sweating it, but um, let's get into it, man. I mean, game three, takeaways from game three. Jordan Poole like that. Um, Jordan Poole is the most improved player in the NBA. I'm going to keep saying that until they get sick of me saying it and actually change the way the voting is because I, it's absolutely ridiculous, the voting system. And if you don't think it's ridiculous, then look no further than Jordan Poole, um, who is who was on all NBA third, excuse me, was on all NBA G League third team last year. And now he's the leading scorer to go to State Warriors in the playoffs. Um, championship contender. I'm still waiting on someone to show me who improved more than that. <clears throat> so uh, my fight is is one of two things. Or maybe even both. Number one is change the voting system. Number two, change the name of the award or add a criteria to what actually makes someone most improved player or what makes someone the MVP or what makes someone the defensive player of the year. Uh, let's just let's just identify what exactly that is because it's ridiculous. So Yep, I'm talking about Jordan Poole again. And if you're watching basketball, you would be talking about him too. Or if you knew what you were watching, 
some people out there, not everybody, uh, but, you know, there's a lot of people out there that think they know this game of basketball, and it's just not the case. So, and again, we can see that because Jordan Poole is not the most improved player. Jordan Poole is not even the most improved player of the player finalists. So, when I say people don't know basketball, look no further than that. Um, <clears throat> Joker had a big game tonight. I, I, I told y'all after game one, he was trying to go for, he was going to try to go for 40, 20, or 40, 15, and 15. He almost did it tonight. I mean, didn't get the assist, uh, which is important. You know, you don't want all the other guys getting off. And, you know, tonight they had Aaron Gordon had his best game of the series, uh, which, which was big for them, which was a huge part of the reason, you know, the game was that tight down the stretch. But uh, Joker was amazing, man. I thought they did a great job of, of, of playing in space with him, um, picking and popping. Uh, he did a great job attacking closeouts. My closeouts were terrible. Coach Kerr got at me um, when he called that timeout when Joker pump faked me with like three minutes to go, got down the lane and got the layup. He, he called a timeout and got at me, like, stop jumping off your feet. I had done it like four or five times. And I went back at coach a little bit. I'm like, well, I'm getting drug all the way down the floor, and I'm, it's an impossible closeout. You're like, well, make him hit the shot. I'm like, well, he already hit two of them, two for three. Like, well, he's going to get a layup if you keep doing that. And so we had a little, little moment. Um, nothing like the moments used to be. It's just him challenging me, and I ask a question, and he say this, and then I say this, and then, you know, coach get the final say. And that was that. Uh, he tried to change the coverage. I told him, no, don't change the coverage. I'll figure it out. And was able to get some stops down the stretch, come up with, with a big steal. You know, that steal, he took the first dribble. And once he took the first bounce, um, <clears throat> he hit me, and I still had inside position. So once I realized I still had inside position, my mind immediately turns to see the ball. And so on the second bounce, it was like away from his body. And so that's advantage me because I can use my quickness and I can use my length. I got pretty long arms, seven, two wingspan uh, at, at six, five and three quarters. That's pretty solid. So um, I knew that that was to my advantage. So I'm like, okay, now I'm thinking if he takes one more dribble like this, I'm going to stab at it. And if I get it, great. But what I'm thinking is I know I can either get it or just take a swipe at it and not foul because he had the ball so far away from his body. And I just took a stab at it. I got a good hit on the ball. And, and you know you get a good piece of the ball when you, when you knock the ball away and it, like, spin to you. When it take that spin, sometimes you knock the ball away and it just goes straight out. The guy run back and get it. But I knocked it away and it took that backspin on me. I said, oh, yeah, got this one. But, uh, I mean, the reality is he had got the better of me all night. And, you know, he had won the matchup for tonight. I thought I won the matchup in the first two games. Uh, but he had won the matchup tonight. And, you know, I've always said it's going to be some nights like that where he's getting off and, and you know, you just try to make it tough. And there's, there's really just nothing you can do. However, I think I definitely aided in him getting off. Now, take that the wrong way. He's an absolutely great player. But I thought I left my feet way too much on shot fakes. I thought I gave him way too many angles to score. And I was, I, I took my body off of him way too much. <clears throat> now, you ask yourself, why? Number one, that Denver altitude ain't no joke. Uh, that Denver altitude is serious. Mile high city for a reason. You go to breathing. <gasps> and so, um, 
excuse my my bad breathing, but that's how you feel on the basketball court in Denver. And, and I mean, and so uh, kudos to Joker, man. He showed up like an MVP would. Uh, what one thing we do know about him is he's not soft. He's not shying away or from no wreck. Uh, you know, he he won't the wreck and. And he carried his team tonight. Uh, down the stretch, we made plays that we needed to make. Steph Curry is absolutely incredible. The way Steph Curry bounces back from injuries is like, like, dude don't miss a beat. Like, maybe in the first, you know, when he stepped out on the court, the first time he's back out there, it's like getting a feel. But look no further than that first stint because he, he does not miss a beat. And I'm not saying this after this series. I'm not saying this just tonight. Like, we've seen this over and over again. Even and in playoff times, I, I know y'all remember uh, that game three in Portland, um, where he came back and we won that thing in uh, single or double overtime. And Steph Curry took over the fourth quarter in overtime. I think he might have had thirty points in fourth quarter in overtime. Like we're Steph's no stranger to this. We're no stranger to this with Steph, but the way he bounced back from injury. I mean, it is absolutely insane. One of the reporters asked me tonight, like, so uh, how do you compare the way Steph Curry comes off an injury to the way you come off an injury? Well, he's just only the best shooter to ever live. And <clears throat> that's clockwork, you know. Now, I don't know why I can't. I, I'm a rhythm player. I'm a feel guy. I need that feel. Steph's just kind of go. Like, he ain't looking for no feel. He's just kind of going and taking what the defense giving him and making the defense give him stuff. So, uh, Steph's been incredible. Uh, we spoke about Jordan Poole. Klay Thompson. Not only did Klay Thompson shoot the ball well, and I'm going to tell you a very deceiving stat, and if you don't believe it's deceiving, go back and watch the game and pay attention. Klay Thompson battled with Joker down the stretch on rebounds after I got switched off for different things. And, and and Clay got his hand on every rebound down the stretch. He only had one rebound for the game, which was very shocking to me because it does not tell the story that he does does not tell the story of him on the boards. Andre Iguodala, big man, has come up with some big boards. Garden Joker, Garden Demarcus Cousins, um, dunked on Will Barton, turned back to Hannah Tom. Oh man, you know it's all, always good to see Dre take off like that, but. Uh, Dre was huge down the stretch, and then Wiggins uh, <clears throat> was out of the game, comes back in the game, hits a big three, gets an offensive rebound, gets a stop on Joker. Like, those are the plays that win championships. It's not um, what everyone thinks. Everybody just come down and shoot threes. Those are the plays that wins games, wins you championships. And kudos to Wiggins, the guy who's been drugged through the mud, who everybody say the guy don't show up. He only had nine points. I hope everyone can see for, see past that and see the game. Guy's playing big-time basketball in his first three games of this series. We expect nothing less, and we expect him to keep it going. So, And then Gary Payton, man, GP came out fire and hit three threes in the first quarter, which was great for us. You know, when you when you're coming on the road, the one thing we expected coming into this game where they were going to be super physical, you can see Aaron Gordon climbing in the guys right from the gate. Now, you know, you do that and, you know, guys go by you and it gets tough. But their mindset was exactly what we thought it would be. Uh, they took on the personality of their head coach. Very hard nose. You know, he's going to come with it. They came with it and you got to get them credit. But that is the ultimate gut punch. When you go on the road um, up 2-0 and a team is giving you their best shot, in game three, and you can take those punches and come out with the win and set yourself up for a sweep, put yourself in position for a sweep, 
That's the ultimate gut punch. And there's no better feeling than walking off a court and you can hear a pin drop. It doesn't get better than that when you go on the road in the playoffs. That, I mean, that is, like, that's the ultimate feeling as an athlete. So I enjoyed that one, man. And I hope everyone else enjoyed it. Now, you know, game, game four going to be tough. Those boys just not going away. Can I ask you a question? Absolutely. You had five fouls for the majority of the end of that game. And you're obviously a very physical defender. And you know Jokic is trying to get into your body. So what's your thought process when you have five fouls or guarding a guy like that? A, for the, the entire last few minutes of the game, but especially on that last possession when you're going for that steal, like what is going through your mind? Are you trying to defend him differently? What are what are you doing differently or the or not differently when you have five fouls guarding a player like that? With that in the fourth quarter, especially, I had a I, that 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 play was actually kind of deja vu for me. I had a play like that some years back against New Orleans in the playoffs, and Anthony Davis right on that same side. And if I'm not mistaken, I may have had five fouls in that game too. <clears throat> I I I think the way I look at that one is. On the steal in particular, that is a very calculated risk. Like, I'm not, I see where the ball is. I'm reaching out. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, like, trying to get through his body to get the ball. I'm just reaching and slapping at the ball. And and so it's, it's, that that one is a very calculated risk. Risk. Um, and saying that, five fouls with four minutes to go, if I foul out, then guys just got to pick up the slack. But I can't play the last four minutes worried about picking up my sixth foul because guess what he's going to do? He's going to take advantage thinking he got five fouls. He's not trying to foul again. Well, that's not me. I'm, I'm, right. Right. I'm going to play defense. I'm going to keep my hands out, try to make sure I don't get any ticky-tack fouls. But ultimately, if he makes a great move and he make me foul him, he's a great player. That happens sometimes. And so I didn't think much about the five fouls at all. I thought more about the four fouls when I picked up that fourth early, that I thought more about that one than than the fifth foul. The fifth one, four minutes ago, you're just gonna have to foul me out right there, champ. Because what I can't do is just give up buckets trying to stay in the game. If I'm gonna just give up buckets, I might as well go sit down. So for me, the mindset don't change with five fouls with under four minutes to go. The mindset is still the mindset. You got to get stops, and we going another way. Man, as we talked about before, that Celtics-Nets series is absolutely incredible. You had the Nets up 17 points, everything going their way. And let's talk about something else that happened last night with that game that most people don't know is really a thing, but it's, it's a real thing. The emotions of someone receiving a big award before the game, it's, it, it, it takes the emotions of a team everywhere. I've been a part of a couple Steph Curry moments that he gets the award, um, one for myself. And I would love to know what actual winning percentage the team has after a guy receives a big award. It is very hard. Like, when you're a part of these teams, you go through these, through these seasons, and you grow so tight with guys, and you have to be tight in order to win. And when you see one of your brothers get a big-time award, like, you feel like you got that award. And then, boom, it's, it's time to play a game. The emotions that you still have from that award, it's hard to flip to that game. But you know who flips right to the game? That team that's watching you get that award. And last night, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving took full advantage of that. 
I mean, the Nets, obviously. But they took full advantage of that to start that game. And then Boston found their legs. They found their feet. They got going. And then the game was back and forth. Celtics took the lead. Nets took it back. And then ultimately, the Celtics took the lead back. But, I mean, you have to give Boston a lot of credit on the way they defended Kyrie and KD. But in particular, KD. Um, <clears throat> K just looked like he couldn't find the rhythm. Now, I was very shocked that they had him bringing the ball up so much because guys were just getting into him at half court, climbing into his dribble. And it looked to, to make him a little uncomfortable. Now, I wouldn't pl- I wouldn't expect that if I'm Boston going into the next game. You know, you get one, but you ain't locking that guy down for an entire series. And uh, they've done a very good job these first two games. I mean, you got guys flying at him left and right. Every time he shoots the ball, there's two guys contesting his shot. One coming from the rear view, a guy in front. You got guys on the side of him contesting his shot. I mean, the the defense Boston is playing is absolutely incredible. Uh, I expect Brooklyn to put KD in more pin downs to where he's catching the ball, like at the free throw line, at the elbow area, because good luck stopping him uh, with those. So I was a little shocked by how much he handled the ball. Um, I thought one good sign for Brooklyn was Bruce Brown, uh, Goran, and those guys playing as well as they played on the road. On the road, because role players typically don't play great on the road. Now Dragic has been here, you know. That's by all like we know Dragic's track record. We know he shows up in big games, but for Bruce Brown to go have the games that he had uh, was absolutely incredible. And now he's going home. I don't know if people aren't expecting it, but you should be expecting him to have a huge game going back home. And so, you know, if he can continue to play that way, you get some of the other guys going. Seth Curry, uh, you know, he's playing through injury and, and and going through all of those things. Ben Simmons is expected to return in game four. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, you, to miss the entire season of basketball and then going to game four, which could possibly be a closeout game, could, could be a possible tie, uh, game to tie it up. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, And I know he's getting pressure from that way, that way, that way, and that way. But the reality is to not play in a game. And the Nuggets have been talking about this with Jamal Murray. And I'm just like, to not play in a game all year and then go right into a playoff game, I worry about that. I mean, just keep up with that intensity, like, I worry about that. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll pull it back. Hopefully they will pull it back. But I, I don't I, I don't quite love that one. And, you know, you, you bring a guy back after missing an entire season. Like, is he is are you expecting him to be the savior? Like I, I don't honestly think Brooklyn needs saves. I mean, they had game one, one, and was up 17 in game two. Now, you got to close the games out and stuff, but I, I'm I'm a little worried about Ben Simmons coming back. I, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I worry about that one. But with all the pressure that's coming from every angle, I don't – I doubt that they'll pull back on it, but that's something to watch. And, and you know, um, these guys have never played with him. It's not even like he's returning to the same team he, that kind of knows. I don't know, man. We'll see. But I was I was a little shocked by that one. Um, so we'll see. But I, I would definitely be tuned into that game three because that series is amazing. 
You got great scorers on both sides. Boston Celtics defense is absolutely incredible. Uh, Ime Udoka's doing a great job. Marcus Smart is being a true point guard. I mean, Jalen Brown is taking better and better shots. JT, JT took a couple questionable shots in that third quarter. I was actually about to text JT and say, hey, man, you, 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 you playing a little soft right now, JT. But just like any great player does, he had a little moment where, you know, he had a couple turnovers, then he had that sidestep um, on the left wing, like tough one after he just had bobbled the ball when they threw the pass over the top, he bobbled it and missed. Like, he was having a rough stretch. And I was about to text when I said, I'm hold off. And then he did what JT does down the stretch, put them away. Dragic was ready to, to contest that dribble. Uh-uh. I'm bigger than you. I'm I'm just bigger than you. I'm gonna raise up. And he raised up. Candom boys sent them back to Brooklyn. But now they gotta go into Brooklyn. And I think that's gonna be tough. So I'm looking forward to how Katie and Kyrie gonna respond. I've played years with Kevin, played against Kyrie a bunch of years. You don't keep guys like that down. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they respond and how Brooklyn respond. But that series is far from over. Uh, so game three is going to be very exciting. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, 
and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. And then Memphis and Minnesota. That, I don't even know what to say about that game. Minnesota built up two separate 22-plus point leads. Two separate leads. Now, like, the lead didn't get cut to 16, and they took it back 20. The lead got cut to five, and then they took it back to 26. Then they lost the lead. But how many times have you seen a team get up 22 points and 25 points at separate times and not score 100 points? That's interesting. That's very interesting. And there are some things to take away from that. One, that means Memphis went on some huge scoring droughts, as did Minnesota. Um, But some huge scoring droughts. And two, how do you how how do you get up that much and not even break a hundred? Twice you got up that much. That's mind-boggling to me. And I was watching this game in the locker room before our game, so I am I know exactly what was happening and I was watching it. Carl Towns three for four from the field. I'm sorry. Foul trouble or no foul trouble. Carl Towns can't go three for four from the field. And you actually still should have won the game. Carl Towns has to take more than four shots. And I think this is, I mean, this is maybe the second time in the last four games that he's taken seven shots or less. That's your best player. That's your all-star. Carl Towns has to shoot the ball. If Minnesota's going to have a chance to even this series up headed back to Memphis, Carl Towns has to shoot 15-plus shots. Carl Towns has to take advantage, full advantage of his game. Three, block, whatever. Carl Towns has to shoot the ball more. If I'm if I'm Minnesota, if I'm Memphis, and Patrick Beverly wants to ISO Jai every play, you have to live with that. Whether Patrick see Patrick Beverly got it going early, and he finished with 14 points, and he was in attack the whole game, but he finished five for 13. If you're Memphis, that's exactly what you want, because if Patrick Beverly is attacking Jai every play. That means D'Angelo's not shooting. That means Anthony Edwards is not shooting. That means Carl Towns, who was three for four from the field, is not shooting the basketball. So if I'm Minnesota, I'm not sure exactly what I want is what Patrick Beverly did. Now, we all know Pat Bev, and, and, and you know, he a dog. He, he going to get with it, and, and he going to try to show guys up. That's what he do. But if I'm the Minnesota Timberwolves, as, as much as you love what Pat was bringing to the game, you got to get the ball to the guys that score the points. And and that didn't happen. So, you know, when 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 Patrick Beverly, now you're Memphis, you don't want Jock getting in foul trouble. So that's tough. But if Patrick Beverly just wants to ISO John ja Morant, if I'm the opposing team, I'm living with that. You you have to live with that because again, that's taking the ball out of your best scorer's hands. So We'll see what that adjustment will be. Uh, will Patrick be, Beverly be as aggressive as he was? I think the aggression is great, but I, I thought it got a little carried away um, because, again, Carl Towns was three for four. So um, Anthony Edwards didn't shoot it as well as he's been shooting it. Uh, this this game is – so if you're Minnesota, what are your takeaways from that game? We know we can build a lead. 
We know these guys aren't going away. What do we have to do in order to actually win these games? See, down the stretch, I know Carl Towns went in the rhythm, but the gravity that he pulls, I got to get him the ball on the post. They're not playing Steven Adams anymore. So now you should be going to the post. The advantage in early in the series was on the wing. Now the advantage is in the post. They're not playing their biggest guy. So guess what? You go to the post, you take advantage of those guys in the post, what are they going to do? They're going to say, oh, he killed us in the post. We bring Steven Adams back. All right, then you mosey on back to the perimeter. You got to play the game within the game. So I was very shocked uh, that Carl Towns is still catching the ball at the top of the key, man. You, he should be getting post touches, especially with them going with the smaller lineups. So uh, I think that'll be one of Minnesota's adjustments. And look for, look for Carl Towns to come out extremely aggressive to start uh, that game for. And if I'm, if I'm, if I'm if I'm Memphis, I'm probably throwing double teams at Carl Towns to start that game for because he's going to come out aggressive and you get him going, then he starts getting kicks out to the, kick out to those other guys. All of a sudden, it's not um, Patrick Beverly ISO and Josh. Patrick Beverly getting open corner threes because there's so much help has to come. So uh, we'll see, man. And then uh, lastly, before we get out of here, the injury bug. We have been hit with the injury bug all year, so we know how it goes. But you got Chris Middleton, uh, who will be reevaluated in two weeks. That's a huge blow for Milwaukee. Going into Chicago, tied at one-on-one, missing. See, Chris Middleton is, is Milwaukee's closer. Like, they don't go to Giannis down the stretch to get a bucket. They put Giannis and Chris Middleton in pick and rolls, and then Chris Middleton makes the play. So that's a huge loss. Uh, I expect uh, Drew to be way more aggressive, have the ball a lot more, but I mean, we'll see what happens with Chicago. If they can keep taking advantage of, you know, the way they did the other night. Vucevic was incredible. DeMar DeRozan. DeMar got it going. DeMar said, I'm not, I won't shoot five for 26 again. He did not shoot five for 26 again. Uh, 40, had a 40 ball. Uh, was with one of three players in Chicago. Well, the last three players for certain uh, in Chicago to score a 40 ball in the playoffs was your your airness, Michael Jordan, the man himself, MVP D Rose, and DeMar DeRozan. I mean, absolutely incredible game by DeMar. Say, you know what? I'm gonna just get to my spot. I'm gonna raise up, and he did that all night. And then to 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 lose the lead, up three, go straight at Giannis, take the contact with the finish. Got to get that man all the credit. He told y'all what he was gonna do, and he went out there and did it. D book goes out with an inj- with a hamstring injury. And I think the thing to watch with D-Book's hamstring injury is this isn't Book's first hamstring injury. You know, like this is maybe Book's fifth or sixth hamstring injury. And so you have, that's not like uh, sprained my ankle, um, <clears throat> which I did tonight, by the way. Uh, that's not like I sprained my ankle. Let's tape this up and let's give it a go. Hamstring, you got no explosion and you can't move. And so that's a big loss for Phoenix. That loss gives New Orleans the two best players on the court, which is hard to overcome. Now, no disrespect to CP. CP's 37. I don't personally think CP's going to give you all of that for 48 straight minutes. At this age, he can give it to you in stretches, but to carry the load for 48 straight minutes, game after game after game, that is a very tough thing to do. So um, we know CP's capable. But that's very, very, very hard to do. 
And you got to guard guys on the other end. It's not like CP can just go sit on somebody and take a break. He got a guard on the other end. And so New Orleans is in a great position, head home up one-to-one. I know nobody expected this, but that is the playoffs. Things happen. Injuries happen. Uh, that is all a part of the game. That is all a part of winning championships or not. And it's unfortunate you hate to see guys out, but, you know, that's the hand that uh, Phoenix was dealt. Now, they have great depth. They've used that depth all year. Again, you're removing the best player in the series, so that's tough. But uh, we'll see if they can rely on that depth. Uh, we got Lucas still out, uh, missed game three, but Dallas, Jalen Brunson is playing incredible. Jesus Christ, he's playing incredible. Um, and all the other guys are playing well. Uh, they, they seem to be taking advantage of Rudy Gobert spacing the floor, and, you know, he collapses in. That's a very normal thing for a big man. You put him out in space, their natural instinct is going to be to retreat to the rim. That's what you've been taught your whole life. And they're taking full advantage of that. They're up two to one without their star. Um, I don't think Luka comes back. Game four, why would you even bring him back game four? You got a free swing. Uh, at worst, you bring, you know, you bring him back game five if it's two to two. If it's three to one, you still bring him back in game five because you want to give yourself the best chance to close the series. That's if he's healthy. If there's any shot of a doubt, you, you, you just keep pushing it back. But you got to get those guys credit. The way that they're stepping up, Jay Kidd is doing a great job. And Jared Dudley, this game plan that – Dallas has going on, has Jared Dudley's name written all over it. Does come up with some crazy schemes. And I think that I think that game plan has his name written all over it. But get those guys credit. And then last uh, team hit with the injury bug, uh, young fella, Scotty Barnes, the Toronto Raptors. Scotty Barnes is day-to-day with a foot injury. It's a big dude. Uh, he's a lot bigger than most people think, so foot injuries can be tricky. Uh, down 3-0, do you rush him back on a foot injury? Probably going to get swept. I'm not sure I rush back my young fella to get swept anyway. So we'll see what happens with that, man. But I'm wishing all those guys good health. Uh, you never want to see anyone get hurt. And, you know, this is this is what we do. And I always say, you don't you don't leave the court and, and and not live that injury. You live that every second of the day. So I wish those guys well and getting back healthy. And, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens and how this affects these series because injuries is a part of it, but it definitely affects outcomes. Before we get out of here, do you see the, uh, this, the, the Warriors stat that's going around, released by Warriors PR? I have not seen the Warriors stat. What is the that The Warriors stat? have won at least one road game in each of their last 24 playoff series, an NBA record streak that began with the road victory in Denver, first round of the 2013 playoffs. Hey, now, deja vu. You know what? Raymond Ritter told me right after the game. He said, up, oh, yeah, bang, you won a road game on a, in every series, you guys right here. So, <laughs> I mean, I always say, you know, even if you got home court advantage, you don't want to be that team that's just trying to win home games. That's so much pressure. If you can go take one on the world, you go take one. Now, we did that. I'd like to get greedy and get two on the road. So that's the goal from here. Um, you know, guys got to stick with it. We got, I think we got to do a better job executing the game plan. We didn't, we didn't do that today, and that starts with me. I was terrible executing game plan. So, we got to do better. Uh, road wins are hard to come by, uh, but it was ugly, but we pulled it out. 
Got to come back Sunday looking to pull the brooms out. That's what it's all about. You got to get greedy. That's what we spoke to our guys about. Get greedy. Don't get. Don't settle for one. I thought. I thought in watching that Minnesota Memphis series last game uh, before tonight in game two, I thought Minnesota looked like God. We going back home. We did our job. And then you lose one at home. You got to take advantage of those opportunities. So that's what we're trying to do. Uh, we're trying to come out in, in, in game four in this series, not give them any life, not give them any hope. But that's a wrap from this episode of the Draymond Green Show. I will talk to y'all hopefully after we close this series out on Sunday. Pop back next week. Until then, Draymond Green Show. It's a wrap. Peace. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.